people think like stupid women are the ones who put up with it. No, like these guys go after women who are challenged because it's fun. It's a we're we're a puzzle to them. Within three years of release, two out of three ex-offenders are rearrested. Clearly, something is broken. It's time we strategize ways to prevent repeat offenses. Our brainstorming session starts now. Welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon. Hello and welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon podcast. I'm your host, Michi J. I am so excited because today we are finishing up my conversation with Christy Piper, the expert on dealing with narcissists. Now, if you didn't hear last week's episode, stop. Be sure to just go back and listen to that before starting this one, because you would have missed just too much information that we will not cover again. Let's finish that discussion. But first, I want to tell you about a fundraiser to help support this podcast. We have designed some great hoodies and t-shirts that displays the model for a prisoner's pardon podcast. And that is, I rest my case on grace. The meaning is everything is dependent on the grace of God and there's nothing else that can solve whatever problem one may have. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, please go to bonfire.com slash store slash prisoners pardon. I also have some exciting news. It's a prisoners pardons children's book and it's coming out in two weeks, just in time for Christmas. It's called Pharaoh's Butler and Baker. It's written for kids, but has a message for all ages. And that is to rest your case on grace. If you know the biblical account in Genesis, it's based on the actual case of Joseph when he was imprisoned and interpreted the dreams of both the butler and the baker who were in prison with him. It also tells the outcome of both the butler's case and the baker's case. The reason for this book is to encourage fathers, especially those who are incarcerated or have been, to read to their children. A father bonding with their children is critical and the most important thing a father can do in life. If you haven't already, please sign up for my emails. Go to prisonersparting.com and we will send out the link for purchase when it is available. Thank you so much for supporting a prisoner's pardon in what we all do here. Now let's listen in to my chat with Christy. You got how to get to get financing and, you know, how to budget. And you even talking about don't say anything before you leave. You know, you went Oh through. my gosh. You have. I yeah. just, I'm like, what? Moving expenses into other necessities and you just got everything <laughs> this is a- uh, I mean you know from the time I found out from my friend my mm-hmm. sister who was like yeah he has narcissistic personality disorder I'm so embarrassed to admit this but it took me a couple of years to actually leave that- and I, I knew he had it and mm-hmm. I just still I mean I could say I was planning mm-hmm. I get and it. I guess I had a lot of time to um, to plan and to come up with all these things. I did do some of these things myself, and some of them are things I wish I would have done. Mm-hmm. 
And when other women, you know, ask me, these are things I tell them. I like how you set up a private mailbox. Yep, I did all that. <laughs> I did all that. That's something I did. Yeah. I did all that. <laughs> Don't, did you say, yeah, I just got separate accounts. I did all of that. I'm like, okay, I didn't know Christy was going to put this all down. I would have just went through your book and went check, 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 check. But <laughs> this is for you all who do not have this book or you just even suspect. I like how you told the story, Christy, about your brother. And when you were thinking about, you know, just dropping out of school, saying it was too hard and all that, and he just immediately just knew that wasn't, that didn't sound right. That didn't sound yeah. like you. You have a great brother just went and just hit on. He didn't know how deep it was, like how you were saying here, but he just said, no, you know, that doesn't sound like you. The how you have put so much time into getting into those um, class, you know, those all those prerequisites. Yeah, the PhD to- program yeah. I started. Yeah, it, I had put years of work into even just applying to the program to, you know, take care of all these prerequisite classes that were honestly really hard and I never imagined taking mm-hmm. they were math classes okay and I, I really didn't want to do these math classes but I really wanted to get a PhD in economics mm-hmm. and so I did all the classes mm-hmm. and then this guy comes along and mm-hmm. um, convinces me that I'm not going to like it and I'm not mm-hmm. going to be good at it after I'm the one, I mean, I'm not bragging or anything, but after I'm the one who won the departmental award mm-hmm. at our undergrad and he did not win mm-hmm. that same award that he went for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. Jealousy. Just like your brother said, straight jealousy. Yeah. And it's like amazing that, you know, how our brains are wired that we can just don't account for that. You know, that doesn't like compute what yeah and because I've been in the situation so I can know it's just your normal mental capacity is not there like it was before like the your reasoning skills because they that not knowing it takes away your peace and you can't for me and I, I think this goes for a lot of people you can't think rationally when there's no peace it's not the same <laughs> like how you usually would uh compute things in a peaceful environment, in a secure environment. Now it's like chaos and because I mean, my situation, the peace was taken on purpose. So Absolutely. It, it was calculated. Like you're not going to get any sleep, you know? So oh, I, they love that. I <laughs> think I put it in my book. But they love to like, not let you have sleep. No, Christy, I'm telling you, am I there? <laughs> my, that was, I was like, that's why you guys are reading her book. I can't even go through it at all at one time because I'm like meditating on this and eat. I'm like, yes. Then I'm writing all through this book. I'm like, yes, that's exactly it. And it's, you know, and also it's helping me, even though I'm out of this situation, you could be out of the situation. Now this book is still helpful. Because actually it- a lot of the women who mm-hmm. told me it was the most helpful for them it was years after they got out of the situation already and they're still unpacking it. I didn't understand that because I thought I was um, totally healed or something. I thought it was done. I'm still not done. (laughs) So, and it's been years. So one thing they do, like you're talking about the lack of sleep and not being able to think rationally. Mm -hmm. um, One of the things they do is, have you heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So um, it's basically what humans need. And of course, like the most basic needs are like food and shelter. And then like higher up on there, there's several levels. And at the very top of the pyramid, it's like self-actualization. And so what an abusive partner or narcissist tries to do is keep you on those bottom rungs of the hierarchy of needs. And that way you don't ever try to self-actualize and they can keep you under their control because as soon as you self-actualize and, you know, actually Mm. go for like your emotional wants and needs, like they've lost control of you and they know that. Can I ask you a question? This is okay. Maybe the show is for me, but anyway, it's okay. What, um, okay. Is that in the book? Self-actualization. Is that in the book? Not this book, but I think I'm going to have to write another one. Okay, good. And she's going to put it on Audible, guys. (laughs) Yes, yes, I made that promise. It's on Amazon, okay? It's called Girl, You Deserve More by Christy Piper. Go to Amazon now and click that link. (laughs) Okay, now back to the show. Um, Now, that self-actualization. Now, this is for me, I'm thinking this is when I was saying that I need to process stuff. Because I would always try to slow stuff down and they're very fast. It's very fast. And I don't move that fast. So I would just, I would try to slow it down to be able to process. He he did not like that. That was one of the strategies was stopping me from processing. Is that where that self-actualization comes in? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's a part of it. A part of it. Um, I think that I mean, a lot more goes into it. For example, they want to keep you on the bottom rungs, like so that you're just worrying about your basic needs. They will complain about money issues or artificially restrict your money, even if there's plenty of money. Hmm. And that's to make you feel like, oh my gosh, I need money. I need to survive. And they keep you in survival mode. Yeah, I was, um, I was always in survival mode, but I was, it was not about money because I don't want to make the money. So, and I was <laughs> controlling stuff. And so it's kind of a little different. So, mm. so then they, they'll, um, like you said, he tried to control your sleep or sleep. lack thereof. Right. Yeah. So that's so, another. Yeah. Yep. So this, this is, um, interesting. I'm so glad I'm out of that situation. It's just being on the other side is just like having freedom. And that's why She's on the show that our show name is Prisoner's Pardon. And this is a type of prison. I kid you not. It may not have bars, but it is chains where you don't feel like you can escape this stuff. And it's very, very real. And we have the, the cases where we have the, the men has to go into prison because of these um basic issues of not having a father at home and stuff but you also have the women and you know your little girls possibly coming into these domestic abuse relationships because of the same basic issues so this is why we are talking about this subject and we will continue to talk about this subject on this show oh yeah so it's funny you mentioned um well the show is called prisoner's pardon and <laughs> notice the front cover is actually a butterfly escaping a cage i meant to tell you this i love this whole thing about this case i was i showed my editor this book and she loved it too like i said do you see this picture of the butterfly in the cage and oh in the snake too 
and you mm-hmm. got a key, a key over here. And it was like, I was like, break spells. This is true. This is a spell. I know a lot of people are not attuned to spiritual things, but this is a spell. Trust and believe it is. And that's where people don't understand that, you know, it's not that you're not a strong person or you can be susceptible to this thing, this sort of influence easily, I think. And And it's um, also a type of addiction that we don't really recognize. I think so too. And there's certain things, you know, I had to go back and work on myself because there was an opening somewhere. It's somewhere I wasn't healed. And um, I do um, talk about this in my book, the memoir, like my own, my issues, and that's helping me to overcome this. So your book is just right on time for me to go through because I was not, I didn't know this was a disorder. I didn't know that it was a whole name for it and it's studies and where you can get help. And um, because I, I've talked to so many women and I have women that they're, they're saying like, we need to do something about this, you know? And um, yes, we do. And we, I, I think we do need to understand too, it's something in ourselves we need to work on and how we open that door some issues that we need to resolve and that's hard but Christy it's not hard when I think what I can be in if I don't get this fixed (laughs) for sure oh my gosh because it it never gets better don't listen to his words just watch his actions oh yeah yeah I had to ban all contact um it was not necessary because I understood like it's very toxic it's poisonous I recognize it takes me a long time to recover with that sort of, it's like poison. Like the snake is, is really an apt picture that you you still have to get it out of you. And what helped me, Christy, too, is my, my faith in Christ. And a lot of the things that um, I was doing was um, praying. And we have this, the helmet of salvation that you have to put every word under the subjection of Christ. You know, you capture every thought, imagination and everything. And this is prevalent in this because that's where that attack is and um it definitely was for me and it was a it was a battle and um I think this definitely is a battle and battles you win some and you lose some. so but you know but in the end you know just escaping this sort of thing in, in your book I mean this is very much practical information that people need to go through I mean you're just I'm like, I'm just with you here. You got stuff about pepper spray, mace, stun guns. <laughs> yeah, I give you tips on like how to protect yourself afterwards yeah. in case you're afraid that he could be dangerous. I mean, some of these women have been stalked and, you know, don't think that just because he's a professional and, you know, white collar that mm-hmm. he's going to behave appropriately because actually a friend of mine, Long story short, she knows somebody who finally left her husband. They were separated, right? She had moved out. He was dropping the kids off back at her place. He pushed her down the stairs in front of their young kids. And she's like permanently, possibly permanently disabled because of that. So, you know, you can't let your guard down. And that's something she did not foresee coming, especially in front of the kids like that. She thought like things were, you know, getting better, like more amicable. But I guess once she told him like, no, we're not getting back together. I mean, he just lost it. And at at the time she turned her back and that was it. 
it's weird how calculated this is and they just suddenly change I mean I don't know if he meant to like permanently damage her like that but the fact that he just snapped and kind of got angry like that I mean a lot of these people they are calculated but they also have the part of them that is very temperamental or in the moment and they lose their temper easily and a lot of these guys do end up in jail not all of them but a lot of a good portion of them just because they don't have the self-control to hold back and that's the really scary part yeah yeah it is because uh yeah been there i know in that position you don't want to turn them in you don't want to report them and um that was a hard hard, that was a hard thing for me to do christy I had to turn them. I had to turn them in. You're brave. Good for <laughs> you. Because a lot of women, they won't do that. Um, or it's very hard. It's very, it's extremely hard, but I didn't, it felt that I didn't have a choice. I was pushed in that corner because he was very, cal- when I said calculate, he tried to straddle the line of legalities, you know, so I just, you know, prepared and called and asked certain questions and just, is this legal or not and then the next time I just I I told and I did it in a safe environment (laughs) where I wasn't in the house you know wasn't right by them when they came so that saved me and it's just so much that goes on even just what happened like people come up to my job nobody knew about that and the I'm trying to keep it from co-workers and then I feel Mm. all ashamed in that because I feel like I endangered my family my co-workers and I felt like I had to deal with it myself and and, you know because I didn't want if anybody was going to get hurt I I felt like it just should have been me because it was my fault and it was a strange place I was in I'll be honest so God is still working on me and healing me through that it's still extremely painful to report it and then when I started trying to tell they didn't believe me at first can you believe that christy oh, <laughs> who, who didn't believe you the cops or the or the somebody co- else the cops you know he was still in the system so i would tell like not that i didn't tell straight that i was i would say the other stuff that was he was doing where he should have been rearrested that should have broke his um probation his parole or whatever you want to say it but they she didn't believe me Oh, you know what? It could be because she didn't want to have to do extra paperwork. I hate to tell you, either she didn't want to have to do extra paperwork. What I've learned, cops can be really lazy and they already have they already have a lot of other work they they have to do. So they might just not want to have to do the paperwork or, you know, because she's a female, he might have charmed her. It didn't seem like she can be charmed. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> she seemed pretty, you know, at least to me, maybe. But it was like, you know, like we're causing troubles. Like we we're just having like, I'm like, this isn't, nor I couldn't believe it. I was so hurt that I had never been called a liar like that in my life. That- so another thing these people do is they'll actually talk crap about you before something happens that's their insurance so that nobody believes you so yeah, like that parole officer was probably they mm-hmm. if, if he had talked crap about you to her which she probably had 
she's probably like yeah right he said he said like she's crazy she's a nag she makes stuff Mm -hmm. up for attention Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't believe it so they preemptively do this so nobody believes you they're talking about you all the time behind your back oh yeah even before you even when they're being nice to your face in the very beginning they're already started it setting it up setting it all up and then he would say i'm ruining his reputation so he had this. I mean, you, you are. I mean, he's ruining his own <laughs> reputation. Yeah. You're, you're just hoping the truth come out. <laughs> okay. It would come later where, when it started seeking out, that more and more people started to know, you know, that, you know, the masking was coming down because I was still, my church was very helpful, you know, and I had a, a, a counselor there that um, was very much with me and, and, and helping me get through it because I don't know how I would have got through it. I could have been in jail or dead. Why not? Wow. It was it was coming to that where I didn't care at that point. It was like what you said, you get really nuts and suicidal or whatever. I'm I'm I hate to say I'm from Chicago. The rest I'm like, oh somebody about to die. <laughs> <laughs> It is not going to, I'm not going to get my son involved. I'm not getting everybody else. If somebody's going to get arrested, it's going to be me, <laughs> you know? So it got to that. I was like, at least I can go to sleep in jail or, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. well, that's yeah, it's, like, it's almost like you're safer in jail, which is <laughs> kind of sad, really. Yeah. Cause they wouldn't believe me. And then he talked this way out of so much stuff. It's just unbelievable christy they could talk their way out they of- can talk so well <laughs> they know all the right words to say and i look yeah. like i'm the one lying he looked like he was telling the truth i was like my mouth was just opening and in a way i was like wow that's good like how he could talk you know in a, on one side of my brain <laughs> then the other side was like i'm just looking like i'm lying here so it, it, it got to be you know yeah, it, it was bad. And, and, you know, and you're and you're never gonna defeat a person like that. You're never gonna outmaneuver them no. by by talking. And you know why? <sighs> it's because they're professionals. They've been doing this their entire life. They do it every day, day in, day out. The lying, the covering up, the, yeah, you know, throwing other people under the bus before, you know, as their insurance policy before they even need to you know, even before something actually happens, because they know it'll probably happen. Um, they do this all the time and you don't. So you can't really beat a person who does this every day, day in, day out, like, like it's their profession. Oh, that's what happened. Cause it's just, and then, you know, Christy, I got so mad, you know why? Because at the end of a very long drama field night, I probably going to probably need to write a book on that whole night of, when a fi- when it finally was well that part of it was over because I did have to go to trial and um w- and be a witness and stuff and that was another chaotic thing but it's like she said the, remember the uh, parole officer I told you about right mm-hmm. she come back and she said you know they're interviewing me in the house I'm in shock. And they're trying to question me. One thing you need representation. <laughs> I'm like, women, you need representation. I'm going to tell you that now. Don't talk to anybody until you have a lawyer right there with you. I don't care if you're the victim or not. You you really do need that stuff. So for someone, absolutely, because you cannot, you're not able to process what just happened. You, you're not saying things like, huh? Does she? Well, anyway, she said this one thing I'll never forget. She said, um, you saved two lives this night. 
welcome to mm. you know it's the new normal I'm like what's I don't even know what normal is at that point in this I was so I was so ready for her to leave my house because I told you this didn't have to come to this I've been telling you this I don't know how long he talked his way out of everything even when they had him the police had him and was taking him somewhere to get evaluated and did you know everything he talked his way out of it Christy Mm, I believe that and and was calling and harassing me all the time so I didn't even feel safe you know because how are you right there with and you still able to harass so now we got to do something and I you know I didn't get past this not for a reason you know what I'm saying it's a reason you know you wrote your book (laughs) so I'm still working on you know what I'm going to do in this in this particular field but this is, I'm looking at too many women dying and I don't think the system is quite what it should be to help because for me, it would have got, honestly, it would have got me killed. If I had followed the system totally, what they had, I wouldn't be here. So, but only by the grace of God that I'm able to just tell the story and talk talk to this, you know, on this topic. And then when you said this, you know, I didn't know it was a, a word for it. I didn't know this. And it's, mm-hmm. it's in your whole book and where you were going through and you telling the story, it's like, I'm living it. I'm, I'm, I lived it. It's like, okay, yep, okay. What about And this? you know, the system, it's not there to help the victim. I mean, I hate to say it, but the system is designed to keep the people in power in power. Oh yeah, you are a victim forever. They want you to be a victim because they make money off of it. I'm sorry. And when I was in those that room and stuff, everything looked like, I'm like, are you like frying me up and tossing me up in a pan to be the, a victim the next time too? It's like, you you making me uh, ready to be victimized again, the way you're setting this up. You know, that's the way I saw it. Maybe it's just, it's different for someone else, but from where the position I was, when they say that you're, they were your advocate, I didn't see that. No, I've, I've heard once you're in the system, it's really hard to get out of the system. Hmm. And the thing is, the people in power aren't the victims. Like the people with the power are the ones who make the rules and the laws. And I hate to say it, but more of them, a lot more of them happen to be narcissists than (laughs) they are the victims. The victims don't have any power. You know, they're struggling to even get out of their own situation. So, you know, it's a pretty serious issue, but it's Mm -hmm. it's tough to tackle. It is tough. I think it's tough. And but more people need to be involved and, you know, more, if, if the more of us start to speak out, we can get the sort of help that's needed, just saying exactly what's going on and um, trying to cap this. You Absolutely. Know. And like you said, just saying what's going on, like that is so key. And I think that um, what victims, the message that they kind of missed out on or they're missing is that their voice is so powerful but the abuser tries to keep your voice silenced because they know that's your power and so using your voice and even some of the methods that I you know discuss in my book especially those who are married or you know they have kids with the person you know they're going to need extra um, they're probably going to have to go to court and they're going to need evidence because as you mentioned earlier they are professional liars Mm. right so like it's hard to go up against that but if you have 
recorded evidence, like whether it's voice recordings, which be, you know, be sure that's legal in your state. Most states it is legal. Photos of the abuse, whether it's bruises or broken bones or bloody noses or like um, damaged walls or doors or something like that or even just records from the doctor's office even if you just go see the doctor and tell them what happened if mm-hmm. they write it in their records you can use that later mm-hmm. and like just by reporting it then you don't have to actually press charges right then so I know a lot of women are scared to get the guy in trouble when you don't have to press charges right then just report it yeah I yeah I did a lot of that and it was like you know when it came up and he accused us, like, I'm doing this for you because I'm concerned, you know, it's just, but it was actually, <laughs> so I'm getting this recorded, you know, so it's, you know, you, wait, he said, he wait, he said he's concerned. No, I did because, you know, when he found out I recorded it, different things. And I would say, no, it was more to get him help. And, you know, cause I'm worried or, you know, it was always, I was trying to always make it about him. You know, not actually what I was doing was documented. Wow, you were a really big challenge for this guy. He probably <laughs> loved it. He loved it, though. That's the thing. They kind of love the challenge. Oh, so, Christ. you know, people think like stupid women are the ones who put up with it. No, like these guys go after women who are challenged because it's fun. It's a we're, we're a puzzle to them. Oh, don't tell me that, Chris. I did not know that. That is not known, Chrissy. That what you just said. You just dropped something right there. So... Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a myth that they go after the stupid women. I mean, like, they might temporarily, but they want to stick to the one that's a challenge because hmm. they're usually smart and they don't like to be bored. Understood. Yeah, don't like to be bored. That's true. I did not notice, Christine. <laughs> okay, because I remember, because I, I noticed that th- he would do things he would think would hurt me. So I I would do the opposite just so I could get the reaction I wanted. So Mm. I did like, he would think I was just really wanting him around at the time, like, because he was trying to get money and stuff. And I was just like, please don't oh, leave. God. And then he wanted to leave. I said, oh, I don't want you to leave. I don't know what I'm going to do if you're not buying me and all that stuff. And I don't know where I got this from. Some drama. I don't know. But anyway, he did. So wait, so he, wait, he was, so you were the one paying the bills. Yeah. So I would be, oh, I don't want you to leave. Could you just, you know, so it's, it was a different situation for me. No, so but you, you think it's different, but here's the thing. And, what? you know, I, I wondered if I should put that in the book or not. Um, what? What? Here's the thing. The money thing's really important, but it could be reversed. And this is like the most, what I have in the book is like, you're de- financially dependent on him is like the most common for like the female to be in that place. But it's not necessarily like that. Okay. One way or another, the narcissist is always trying to get you on their payroll or they're trying to get on your payroll. Okay. So somebody's either somebody's paying the bills. Yeah, somebody paying bills. Okay. Whether it's you or them. And that's okay. So what so I your used to situation do. was more like almost like you, I don't want to say like you were the traditionally like that's what the female narcissist <laughs> will typically try to get the guy to pay all their bills. Oh. But they still retain a lot of power over them. Oh, okay. Cause what I would do, I was just pretend like I didn't want him to go because he was like well, I'm just gonna go I was like no don't go I'm really you know and then he would go then that's when I would get some sleep 
I just go like, I was like, okay, good. So you were playing his game. Yeah. And we all do it. <laughs> Don't feel bad. We all do it. We all do it. And that's, you know, except the ones where they break up quickly because they're not playing the game. You know, as long as they're sticking around and we're talking to them, we're playing the game with them. Okay. Okay. It's, it hurts to hear, but you yeah. know, I mean, okay. we don't know what else to do a lot of the time yeah. and we would, don't realize what we're doing. Yeah. And then he just, he wouldn't leave. They won't, they won't just stop. Well, he no. wouldn't stop. Wow. Krista, you gave me a lot to think about here. I don't know. This show is for me. You guys, I don't know about, I hope it helped a lot of the listeners too. I guess, you know, just understanding what narcissistic is in this awareness day is every year on June 1st. I don't know when it started, but it seemed like it's, it possibly been around a little while, but Christy said it was a taboo subject. So I'm glad that they are at least making an awareness day. But I just want to thank you, Christy, for, for being on the show and talking to me. And because you you helped a lot of women. I, I noticed that in the book and how you you give it to them straight. Because you show you gave it to me straight today about some of the things that you know I was going through. So is there anything else you you would like to say before we close out the show except you know I know everybody we've said this before her book is girl you deserve more uh it's by Christy Piper she's on Amazon and she is on Kindle so Christy is there something else you wanted to say before we wrap this up yeah um I'd like to remind women that you know never to lose hope oh yes because that that's how they want you to feel. They want you to feel like you should just give up and therefore you were, you know, you remain under their control, but there's always hope. And, you know, some of you might see your friends or your sisters, or even it's a little more tricky with a coworker, but if you see somebody struggling, you, a lot of these women aren't even looking for the book. I hate to say it um, because they don't know they're in it as we discussed earlier. And so you know, if you want to pick up a copy and just have it for them or read some of it to kind of give them advice or guidance or drop some hints here or there, you'd really be making a huge difference in their life. But I would also use discretion because some people aren't ready to hear it. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Christy. Um, I, I know I speak for everyone who's listening. Thank you for writing this book. It took courage to write it. And I know you will be just eternally blessed for it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Wasn't that an amazing interview with Christy? I know I say that a lot, but that was amazing. Wow, wow, wow. Did you get everything? You will need to go back and listen to this too again. And I will be going back to listen to this as well because This is something we just need to be reminded of constantly, especially someone who has been in relationships with someone who is a narcissist. Now, here are my takeaways from it. Get informed about this disorder. This show, these episodes can help tremendously. Tell other people about it that you suspect may be in a relationship with a narcissist. And that leads to my second takeaway. You need to inform people. This is very, very important, especially for women. If you look at the news, you can see this happening all the time where a lot of women are getting killed because they're in 
domestic abuse relationships, and more than likely, they are narcissists. So if you suspect that someone is in a relationship like this, lead them to this interview, lead them to Christy Piper. I have in the show notes her book, How to Get It and How to Contact Her. She is an expert on handling narcissists. The last thing is show love, compassion, and respect when talking to someone about this because they may not know that they're in a relationship with the narcissist. They may just be in denial and they may just push you away, but just show love and compassion and respect when you bring up conversations about this. Well, those are my takeaways. Remember to follow me on social media. I'll have those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, I'm Michi J. Wishing you a week filled with blessings. Thanks for tuning in to the show. For more information on our guests and resources, visit prisonersparting.com. If you're enjoying the content, follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Until next time, God bless.